0: Alright, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is the WTF Podcast. Welcome to it. How you holding up? Are you alright? Are you keeping it together? Just take a breath. Just take a breath. No, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in your car, if you're on the treadmill, if you're uh, climbing Everest, well, I... Yeah, don't don't go crazy with the breath. I know how that goes. And also, get down. Just get the fuck down. Seriously, turn around and go. It's not it's not worth it. Just just pretend like you made it. Make it in your mind. Climb Everest in your head and consider yourself victorious. Do that. That's self empowering. What's happening? I am uh, I am happy to say that I got James Hetfield from uh, Metallica here. Metallica. I, honestly, I was not teenage during the uh, the rise and reign of Metallica. So uh, my my knowledge and connection was not one of whose uh, post-pubescent years were altered by Metallica. I did not have Metallica coursing through my cock as it moved into the world. But, uh, you know, I did take it in. I, I'll explain a little bit. My relation with uh, with Metallica in a second. I do want to bring it uh, to everyone's attention that uh, I will be touring. Some of you know that. I've got a lot of tour dates coming up in January, February, March, and April. Mostly in February, March, and April. I will be in Tallahassee, Florida at the Ruby Diamond Concert Hall on January 24th. I'll be at the Carolina Theater in Durham, uh, February 17th. The Knight Theater in Charlotte, February 18th. I'll be at the Ridgefield Playhouse in Ridgefield, Connecticut, March 2nd. The Music Hall in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, March 3rd. Olympia de Montreal uh, in Montreal, Quebec, March 4th. The Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, Ontario, that's sold out on March 5th. College Street Music Hall in New Haven, March 10th. Troy Savings Bank Music Hall, March 11th. Flynn Center in Burlington, Vermont, March 12th. I'll be in Oakland at the Fox Oakland. Uh, March 24th, I'll be at the Moore Theater in Seattle. March 25th, I'll be at the Vogue Theater in Vancouver on March 26th. Paramount Theater, Austin, Texas, March 31st. Boulder Theater, Boulder, Colorado, April 7th. Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado, April 8th. Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon on April 21st. Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon again on April 22nd. I'll be at the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee on the 27th of April. The Orpheum in Madison, April 28th. The Pantages in Minneapolis on the 29th. Two shows at the Pantages. I believe we're shooting a special there. I'll be at the Miriam Theater in Philly, May 12th, and the Warner Theater in D.C. on May 13th. Woo, doggy! And those are all the dates. If I didn't get to your city, uh, this tour, get to one of the cities I mentioned because I don't know how much longer. I don't know when the next tour will be. Because I'm gonna lay back and uh, put shit together at my own pace. Tired of rushing. There's no struggle. There will be a struggle, but it's not with me. Yeah. So this will be the last tour for a while. I'll be doing dates here and there, but um, and I'll get out. You know, I, I you know I say these things. I'm being dramatic, but I do want some downtime to sort through stuff. Because I'll tell you, these last couple of weeks. Aside from mentally preparing for the tremendous shift in the uh, fabric of the country and the world that happens this month, I, um, I've enjoyed uh, the downtime to sort of like regroup, dig into my own life, you know, figure out where I stand, watch some compelling, informative uh, documentaries, read some books, search through shit. I just watched Adam Curtis's earlier doc, The Century of the Self, which was, again, a nice preface to the new one, hyper-normalization, which has really shifted my perception. And also, uh, as bleak as it all is, it's very relieving how much of it was seemingly out of my control personally. Um, I think balls were dropped, but uh, not necessarily mine directly. And perhaps with the new perception, uh, we can move forward with, uh, with open eyes a bit. Uh, I regret to say, because I know, I, I know a lot of you hold on to, uh, to these expectations. I regret to say there'll be no guitar playing at the end of today's show because I've injured myself. I've lopped off a piece of my finger. That's the price you pay for getting a new knife for Christmas. All my knives are just dull enough not to slice a piece of my fucking finger off. So I was gifted this beautiful big new knife. And I was excited about it because I enjoy a sharp knife, but I think ultimately I'd gotten used to my semi-sharp knives and I wasn't afraid of them or did I think twice about them. They were sharp enough, but I had surrendered to the idea that these were the knives I've been given. But someone sent me a new knife and the other day I was cutting through some tofu and uh, cutting them into cubes so I could uh, fry them up a bit for my girl, Sarah, who's a veggie. And I, I eat better when I date vegetarians. That's not why I'm dating her. And I, I slice down and you know that, that first ping, that, that little like, ooh, that, that is a bad feeling on my skin. But you know exactly what that feeling is. It's not pain at first. It's just I've cut my finger. How bad is it? You have no idea until you pull it out and there's blood going all over a, a big chunk of tofu. Bloody tofu, that's not on the menu. And I look at it, and look, I've been in the restaurant game. I did my time in delis. I did my time as a short order cook. I sliced through my fucking thumb, cutting a bagel, needed four stitches. I've lopped off the tip of that same thumb on a slicer, not paying attention, moving through some roast beef. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to wrap the bloody restaurant rag washcloth around my hand as I was driven to the hospital with my hand out the window, elevated up like some sort of bloody turn signal. I've been there. I've been through those restaurant wars when I was a younger man. So I was familiar with the situation. So I pulled my finger out. Blood's coming out of it. And there was a flap, just a flap on my pointer finger, just a flap of skin, nice little circle, just swapped off a little... Just the tip with prints and everything. Just gushing blood. Sarah's getting nauseous. Got to clean it out. Dump some peroxide on it. The flap is barely holding on. You don't know what to do in that moment. Because you know, those of you who have been through this, I'm going to walk you through it, that if you lop a piece of your finger off, if you don't try to salvage the flap of skin, or however much finger you you cut off, then you've got that weird open raw thing that's got a scab that, you know, down below the nerves. And... Uh, it's tedious and very sensitive for a long time. So you want to try to you want to try to try save that flap. I knew I couldn't get it stitched on because if I would have went to the emergency room, I would have waited, would have cost me some bread, and they would have said, we're not going to stitch it. We're just going to cut that shit off and put some goo on top of it and dress it. So I'm thinking, we're going to save it, man. We're going to save that flap. So I put it on, peroxide it, cleaned it out, put some neosporin, gauzed it up, and I've been uh, gauze dressing it twice a day and uh, I think the flap is taking, and that's going to be the name of my new CD. But uh, I think the flap is taking, and I'm, I'm just amazed and obsessed with the miracles of the human body. I hope it takes. It's not, it hasn't turned black, it hasn't dried up, it hasn't fallen off. It's, it's a perfect little circle on the tip of my finger, and I'm just keeping it dressed, and I'm not fucking ramming it into anything. And uh, I'll be so proud of my skin if it takes. James Hetfield, Metallica. I got the opportunity to talk to him. He was out making the rounds. I was uh, happy to talk to him, but nervous as I usually am when you talk to a recording artist that has many records out. Uh, you may know a couple, but uh, depending on your fanness, I knew obviously Metallica. I know some Metallica records. I listened to the new record. I enjoyed it because most Metallica stuff I'm coming to with fresh ears. I went through their whole catalog. I. I tracked the evolution. But again, my dick wasn't into it. Like I wasn't, you know, they, it, did not, it, it did not interface with my rage complex. Uh, when I was younger, my rage was not as defined. And, uh, you know, I was sort of, uh, as you know, blues-based brain. ACDC was my metal guy. And I don't know if they're metal. I'd consider them more hard rock. But ACDC, they were them. But I was not specifically metal. You know, metal is metal. I mean, when I was in high school, you know, Judas Priest was around, but I didn't lock in. I wasn't locked in as it didn't integrate with my teenage sexual frustration and general angst. So I did not have that emotional, visceral connection to the music of Metallica. So I came to it all with open mind and open heart and I enjoyed it and I love the new record. But it's interesting, you know, because I, 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 I inherited all these records I told you about that woman, Kristen, who gave me her dad's records. Well, I've been going through them. Some of them I had. Some of them I didn't need. Some of them I hadn't heard in a while. Some of them were completely new to me. But point is, a lot of Jethro Tull. I mean, like a lot of Jethro Tull. Now, look, I'll be honest with you. I saw Tull when I was in high school, I believe, in Albuquerque. I remember because we went and my buddy Chris tried to smuggle a half pint or a pint of Southern Comfort in in his sock and we got it in and then when we jumped the, uh, the guardrail to get down into the pit from the, from the outside seats, the grandstand seats, the bottle broke and cut his leg open. I don't remember what happened after that, but I do remember that happened. I don't think we went to the hospital, but it was not a good situation. But I think Southern Comfort has curative powers both as a, as a drink uh, an anesthetic, and also as a, as an antiseptic a cleanser of wounds. So I did see Toll. Toll did not stay with me, but since uh, I had all these records, I was listening to some Toll. I listened to Aqualung, I listened to Benefit. I listened to Living in the Past because I had these records, and it was weird because there's a couple of songs on Aqualung that I think that Metallica could cover. There was a tonal similarity. So I was able to track some of the hard rock, hard metal roots, especially the way Metallica does it, where you're moving through you know, slower songs, more ballad. Not They're not ballad, but they're definitely slow and thoughtful. Even the singing a little bit. I didn't bring this up with Hetfield because it happened after I talked to him. My second wife, Mishnah, was a complete fucking metalhead. So I went through eight years of that. I mean, we had in our house there was a room and a full shelf dedicated to uh metal action figures Ozzy Osbourne Metallica there was a lot of uh, metal in the house at that time so I, I don't know if I grew to appreciate it then or resent it but it was around what I'm saying is I'm open Metallica's good music and the new record is good and I was excited to talk to Mr. Hetfield and uh The new record is called Hardwired to Self-Destruct. It's out now, and this is me and James talking. Are
1: you good? Is it good in your head? (laughs) Is what good in my head?
0: (laughs) Anything?
1: Anything good in my head. Is there
0: anything good in your head?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sounds good.
0: I mean, I lived in the Bay Area, and you guys are very, or you were at least... Very present socially in the Bay Area, like I knew people that were like, "Oh yeah, Lars's house." Like the you know, people had stories about this or that. Uh huh. And but you didn't. You you're not indigenous to the Bay Area. You're from here.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Downey. Now,
0: what is, what is out in Downey?
1: Uh right now (laughs) but like
0: when you grew up I have a hard time picturing it because I think I talked to you know Dave Alvin and and Phil Alvin they came from the outskirts somewhere but I have no sense of what the outskirts of Los Angeles are
1: yeah Downey is uh gosh when I was growing up it was basically you know it was you know it was kind of suburbia yeah you know there was the mall down the street and uh it was a great place to grow up the had a cool neighborhood. Uh, I could walk to or ride my bike to every school, right? You know, elementary, middle school, high school. Um, Just I American think, towny land, pretty much. I think I uh, right now there is somewhere a like a poster or something written on like one of these big electrical boxes that are on the corners. Yeah, is uh, the home of uh, James Hetfield, and on the other side. And the carpenters. So there you go. <laughs> they must have switched it at some mm. point. Yeah, I like, think they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. The carpenters were definitely bigger news than me, for sure. <laughs> a little while ago. Not anymore. You beat them out. That's yeah, weird. Finally. They came from there, too? Yeah, they did. I remember growing up, and uh, we would drive to church. And on yeah. the way there, there was uh, a uh, close to me, and mm. gosh, I can't remember what. But yeah. there were the names of the condo apartment buildings that they owned. So oh. the carpenters owned some apartments. So they had business.
0: There. They were business people, they small were. business
1: owners, in Downey. They were thinking ahead. Real estate you know? people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the
0: brother's still alive. I think so. There was. A, did you ever hear that movie, the no. Karen Carpenter story? That. Uh, that uh, was done by Todd Haynes, uh, with just Barbie dolls. That was, it's great. It's a genius. It doesn't matter. So
1: Downey, you're on your way to church. You yeah. Drive by the condos. What kind of church? Uh, Christian Science. Oh my God. Yeah. So driving there, and I thought, you know, oh wow, the Carpenters—they own apartments. Yeah. They, they're, they've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got I got to beat them out on an electrical box at some point. Yeah, yeah, and you did it. You did it. <laughs> I did. How, now,
0: like Christian Scientists, that's a, what's her name, Eddie. Is that her? What's the the Mary woman? Baker Eddie? Yeah, that's a big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was in Boston and they had a big Christian Scientist thing there. And yeah, they, it, it was a uh,
1: it's a interesting concept. My did parents, you get out of it? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. And yeah, I mean. You know, did you get out of it? Is it a cult? Yes, yeah, so it was a cult. I was well, they're all cults, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was yeah. Some cults are better than others. I agree. You know I what agree.
0: I mean? They they can work. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not hurting
1: anybody. Hey, the metallic cult is doing well, <laughs> alive and well right now, man. Sure is, man.
0: <laughs> that new like that new record is like it's great.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: I mean, it's really great. And I, you know, it's like I haven't followed you the whole way. And like, like we're like the exact same age. So when I was in high school, you know, we were listening to different things. But I think that like a lot of times I would imagine with Metallica that a lot of your fans start when they're
1: in high school. I'd imagine so. Right. Just pissed off. (laughs) They're pissed off and hate life and wish they were somewhere else. Well, the
0: weird thing about this record was that I'm listening to it like recently. And uh, and as a grown person, a grown up man who who wasn't programmed by the Metallica cult in high school, <laughs> I was like, "Holy Yet. shit, this yeah, right, you're gonna get me." I was like, "This is good fucking rock." I mean, I was like, it was I was all in the whole time, all the way through. Nice, and then, I'm, and then I listened to most of your catalog in the last three days, so i I've I've, I've witnessed the whole evolution of you and the fellas. Like in like seventy eight hours. You're brave. You're brave. Well, it was just interesting to hear you singing on the first three records, and then at some point, it's like there's
1: a voice. Yeah,
0: you know. Can you balls
1: dropped? Wow, or at least one of them did. Can you hear one of the three?
0: Can you listen to that stuff?
1: I I have to. It's on the radio. I mean, I don't have to listen to it. But like the really old stuff, like the first three records. Do you ever go back? I don't particularly put them on, but if we're rehearsing a song that we haven't played in a long time, you know, I'll go back and listen to it. Or, gosh, uh, all right, hockey fans, San Jose Sharks, you go and we go to the Shark Tank and watch the Sharks play, Seek and Destroy is their you know skating out music yeah. and i can't believe it's like are you kidding me this is horrible this sounds terrible get a remixed version come on you should just you know? give it to him show up and We're give skating it to him the scene. you know it's, it's this little little kid man maybe
0: you should fucking do a, do one specifically for them that's
1: a good idea we should
0: so yeah. when when did you start uh singing you know, well no
1: <laughs> finally no <laughs>
0: I, I kind of hear it. it's like the fourth
1: album, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where where do you consider it happening?
1: I think the Black album. I I don't know. It's all singing. It's all me, and yeah. it's, it's well, exactly that's where I was, you yeah. know. And that's as good as I could do back then. And this is as good as I can do now. And who knows? Well, I think that's what makes
0: it such a unique voice. Is that you're just you know you're not trying to be anything else
1: just figuring it out right exactly that's kind of what i do everywhere even right now i'm thinking out loud and sometimes it works Keep sometimes going. it doesn't
0: i thought the three ball thing was very really good it was a nice riff it was good but, but how do you get from like you know driving around a car and Downey? like when do you uh when does the when does the shit switch in your head mm-hmm. where rock and roll becomes essential like when did you start you know waking up to the power of 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 rock to to make you feel
1: better. Right. Well, that's a it's <laughs> an easy easy memory for me to access. Uh Really? It was uh freshman, well, it was the beginning of sophomore year in at Downey High when I showed up for football practice again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd been on the freshman team, showed up in the summer to start, you know, rehearsing yeah to start practice <laughs> getting the act together <laughs> <laughs> and uh i showed up and i had long hair yeah and the coach just said hey yeah you, you know you're gonna have that cut you know by yeah. next week yeah i said uh why <laughs> it's like well because it's sticking out of your helmet you know he's mm-hmm. like oh that's the that's the limit right there the <laughs> helmet you know <laughs> it's like yeah but I, i'm playing in a band and i like music and it's like well you can't you can't do that so I never came back. That was it. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, in my head, yeah. I, I still had to graduate. But, right. You, you made know, a quiet choice. This year. A yeah, quiet fuck you. And, uh, uh, and just got into music. That was it. My Ooh. brother, I have two older half-brothers, um, 10 years older than I. So oh, really? They, they had music. They were in bands. Whose kids were they? Your mom's? Yeah. 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 Same mom. Uh, so my brother was in a band uh, called The Bitter End. And they were- uh, you know, they had like purple and black suits all matching and big thick belts and they were playing, you know, Jimi Hendrix covers and, oh, yeah. and stuff was like that. Was he a that. guitar player? Uh drummer. Oh, he was a drummer. Drummer. So yeah. no guitars in the house. There was guitars in the house. There was yeah. a piano, there was drum kit. So I I'm eventually gonna play drums. Really? That's Just, what you're moving towards? That's well a- <laughs> this is this is this is hot news, Just right? Now. News? I've never told anyone. But yeah. I'm working on being a drummer at some point. Are you really? Yeah. And Lars wants to sing, so it's a good. It's a good. Good trade.
0: Yeah. So that that'll be well, the, a more relaxed Not album. for the listener, but good
1: <laughs> trade for us. <laughs> have you tried it? Drums? No, I no. I mean, like, have you switched up in the oh, studio? Oh yeah, we have. in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we no, we did it live. Yeah. I mean, we, in concert. Oh, meal. you do? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a song called "Am I Evil." That's not the most difficult song to play. Uh, so we would just switch up you know yeah yeah uh, and Kirk could play bass and you know uh, we would just switch the whole thing up what Lars, else does Lars play nothing he just ran around and, and he was like a madman it was so yeah. cause It's so funny because he madmen. No, Robert's kind of a madman too <clears throat> oh there's no doubt about it but <laughs> yeah. you know Lars wanted to be the you know front man hey, oh, yeah. i don't want a guitar i just run around Yeah. and do by the f- end of the first verse he was yeah. winded cuz he ran all over the place he was trying to be like like a bruce dickinson yeah. or something jumping yeah. off everything and yeah. doing the splits and yeah, yeah. and then he yeah, that he was had it had to take
0: a rest he had to take a break
1: well i think that was uh his his fantasy in, you know a five-minute song, and then he was done.
0: Yeah, Got it out of his system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So your, your brother was playing Hendrix covers, wearing the matching outfits and stuff. Where, yeah. When did you start learning how to play music?
1: Well, I think I fiddled around with it when I was a kid just because the instruments were around. Who played guitar in the house? Uh My older brother. Oh, he had what? a... It was pretty much just an acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. But, you they, know... My, not the
0: drummer brother, the other one?
1: Yeah, Chris is yeah. yeah. his name. David, the younger brother. He... Uh, he, had, he was in a band, and they would rehearse in our garage, and they weren't supposed to, and yeah. one of those things where, you know, okay, the parents are gone. He's calling everyone up. Come on over. We're going to jam, and then <laughs> and I go out there, and wow. Yeah. And just everything about it, yeah. the noise. The, the fact that they weren't supposed to be doing yeah. it. <laughs> was there a couple of smoking <clears throat> girls
0: sitting around watching?
1: I don't remember that part. Because he uh, was always like in the rehearsal space, there's always like one or two chicks. Just like, like yeah, oh, it's just a friend of ours <laughs> down the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> um, our first groupie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't remember that part? <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that part, but I'm sure that came in soon after that. But, uh, you know, the whole, just the smell. Yeah. The smell of the amps, the yeah. smell of the tubes cooking. Yeah. Uh, there was something exciting about You know, the leather yeah. uh on the amp yeah you know, or the vinyl the gear making the gear <laughs> yeah. smelled and uh and then you know parents coming home soon oh get, everyone get out of here and then scrambling with equipment yep and then uh they you know hey what are you guys doing and i hey eddie let me play his his guitar or yeah. and i played the keyboards they are like what <laughs> <laughs> you blew it yeah my You're brother's
0: right. like dummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: So that was like right when he started to get... Did you take lessons? I took piano lessons after that. You know, I think what had happened is we had a piano in the house, yeah. but I wanted to play drums. So I, but that was just... I'm just banging on the piano doing rhythms. Right. And they thought, oh, he's a, he's a piano player. He wants to play piano. So yeah. I took that for three years in elementary school and uh, hated almost every minute of that it. That probably helped it, though, right? Oh, in retrospect- totally helped. I am super grateful that my... My, you know, my mom thought to, hey, let's do that. It was at, you know, some old lady's house. And right. It stunk and it. You know, cookies at the end was definitely the best part. But you learned how to read music? Yep. Learned how to read music. To Classical learn. shit? Yep.
0: Yeah, because yep. that, that plays in, man.
1: Well, left and right hand doing different stuff yeah. and singing. So yeah. there's like three things going on. So I'm there's no doubt that helped me with my ear and it helped me with – uh You know, just uh, being able to sing and play at the same time. And
0: some of this stuff, like structurally, it seems, is not like, you know, you're not like a traditional kind of blues-based band. No. It sounds, it seems like you kind of like, you know, you get around
1: that. And it seems like it's almost classical sometimes. Right. It's definitely machinery and classical kind of together. I think... uh, uh like you said the piano yeah uh has you know different voicings and layers and stuff and it's not just stripped down blues at all yeah you know we you know we messed around that with that for a little while but you know uh, always felt a little orchestral you know yeah orchestral even yeah because i
0: noticed (laughs) like in it it's interesting to like and maybe i'm being crazy because it like again like i don't have the whole catalog in my head but this this record, the new record, because I'm like a you know I'm more of a you know hard rock guy than you know than I am like a thrash metal guy. Mm-hmm. But like it seems like there's like you open up with the fucking you know right away. But then like it seems like there's a little more a little more space with some of this shit. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Like it seemed like you guys were like Kirk. And you were doing, like, it wasn't, uh, it, it seemed like some of the licks actually uh, had some air to them, mm-hmm. and, like, almost bluesy. Am I, is that wrong for me to say?
1: No, no. <laughs> Dude, you're listening to music. You can't listen to it wrong. Right, I mean, but <laughs>
0: was that intentional? Was
1: it, like, do you feel like you're more relaxed? I think so. I mean, after 35 years of doing what we're doing, we're pretty confident in what, <laughs> yeah. we, it, we've, we're getting better, you yeah. know? we're, we're kind of carving our own sound out you know still <laughs> still <laughs> but i think like what you said about uh you know you you open up just bash them in the face yeah and then hit them with some melody yeah. and then come back and just when they think they're they're safe yeah. boom again yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. dynamics have always been a big part for us yeah and so when we did for instance we did the uh the the uh snm album with the 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 symphony yeah uh in the bay area that was like the ultimate like power trip where we felt you know well the passion that we share here is is the power of music and building and 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 coming back down yeah. and dynamics and yeah so uh that must have been exciting oh super full super orchestra amazing. yeah did you do it at, uh where did, where, did, where was it recorded symphony hall it was, uh, we tried it in San Francisco. It was, we were, <laughs> we were a little too loud for that place for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, basically a lot of the symphony halls are, are, are designed acoustically for acoustic <laughs> yeah, instruments. Nice wooden things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and exactly. strings and some horns. Uh, so we did it, we did it in Berkeley uh-huh. and it, uh, came out quite awesome. And, uh, a little side note, in- interesting thing. The, uh, the, uh, well. The artist Skrillex, yeah. who was somewhat popular, he uh, he was yeah. in the audience uh-huh. at that gig. Uh-huh. He, uh huh. Yeah, and he's in the video. He's got blonde hair back then, and he was the kid that's trying to stage dive. <laughs> really, stage dive at the symphony. So you're
0: plinking around on the piano with an old lady eating cookies. Yep, yeah, that's right. And then, uh, and then, like, at what point do uh, do do you find? Uh, uh, what what were you listening to that started to make you want to play in a band?
1: Well, guitar. You know, I I, I realized pretty quickly that if I wanted to be in a band, yeah, you know, a a, <laughs> a uh, upright piano is not going to call. You know, I I can't push that around. I can't jump around. I can't sure. do the stuff uh, I want to. I want to be. I want to be the guys in the poster that I had in my room. Which you know, guys? Which I had uh, Aerosmith. I had. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve, yeah. there was a particular poster, uh, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry together on yeah. one microphone. Sure. And I thought, wow, I don't know who I want to be. I, yeah. they were both so cool. Yeah. And so I kind of ended up being both in a yeah, way, yeah. singing and playing. Yeah. Well, 78 is when it really kicked in. Well, it was earlier than that. You know, me and my buddy, uh, growing up in, in, in the Downey area, we kind of both picked up the guitar at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, we would push each other. You yeah, know, hey, I'd show up at school, hey, I learned this. And then he'd go, Yeah, but I got this. Like, oh damn. Yeah. And you go back and okay. Yeah. Like this and total she- healthy competition yeah, yeah. of building each other up. And what happened to that fun. guy? Uh what uh what happened? We had a falling out, it was oh. terrible. Over a lick. Pretty much. It wasn't a girl. It wasn't a car. It wasn't anything. It was like, who's better? I think that's what it was. Fuck you, man. There was another guy that came in and, you know, it's always when you get a triangulated Triangulated relationship screws it all up. Oh yeah, he says, "Oh, he says he's better than you," and then you say, "Better than him," and then they started a fight, and, then and that was he's it. stupid. Yeah. yeah,
0: so like Aerosmith, though, like when I, like that first that first fucking Aerosmith record, I listened to that recently. That it's so good, man. It's yeah. So
1: dirty. It's pretty raw and dirty. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I liked about them and my buddy. Who was talking about John? Was his name? Yeah, he loved Kiss and he liked Alice Cooper. So it was all the makeup kind of thing. And I loved this, the raw, you know, yeah, Fugent yeah, yeah. And Aerosmith. I never and, liked the makeup, yeah, not much.
0: I went and saw like Rush. Remember they were huge when we were in high school, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Who'd yeah. you see in high school?
1: Well, I think my first, my first concert, my brother took me to. It was. Uh, uh, the first concert, ironically for me, was Jethro Tull, <laughs> Yeah. Uriah Heep opening, yeah, nineteen seventy-eight, <laughs> little Prague rock for you. And then uh, soon after that, it was you know I I'm I'm all about Aerosmith, so he got tickets. It was it was Aerosmith and AC/DC.
0: Holy shit, seventy-eight.
1: Yep. Oh my god. So I saw Bon Scott, and I didn't even really realize it. I until did too later. with Journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I was I was there to see Journey. Yep. This fucked right. up.
0: Like in retrospect. <laughs> I'm like I fucking can't believe that I was that guy. Yeah, but he's like, and I think and I think that uh, I talked to the I talked to the bass player of Journey, and he said that they were opening for ACDC, but I didn't remember it like that. Uh, I remember like watching Bond and being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then Journey comes on. Like I don't. It, it really. I've, it, I've admitted it publicly, but I have a hard time admitting it
1: publicly. Well, good for you. It's okay, man. That, How great is fucking Angus on guitar? He's awesome. And you know when people talk about uh, uh, us and yeah. our longevity, they're always saying, you know, so how long are you gonna go? And you're gonna be in your wheelchair and <laughs> blah blah blah. And and you know, be like the Rolling Stones. Like, well, okay, I I kind of get that. I get the 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 reference to the Rolling Stones, but. You know, for us, we're, we're a little more athletic, a little more, I mean, fast songs. I yeah. Mean, really intense. Yeah. So I say, you know, hey, look at Angus, all right? Yeah. <laughs> if that guy's up there and is, God, I don't know how old he is now, a few hundred years old, but he well, is yeah, unbelievable.
0: How is he? We're, I'm 53. You're a month older than me. And <clears throat> so
1: he's got to be 60, right? Got to be. At least. At least. Yeah. And he's up there just going, I mean, he, I don't know how he sweats so much. There's nothing to him. You know? Yeah. Uh, have you played with them yes we did we did some shows with them and they're unbelievable yeah Yeah. they are friggin powerful and you think uh okay this this is my this is the best song this is my favorite song of theirs and then and then the next one comes like oh my god i forgot that (laughs) and the whole crowd is singing every word and it's just what a great great live
0: band now but like right around the time it seems that the drive of what you were doing with the with the early metallica stuff I mean, that's like you know that was happening in punk rock music, but mm-hmm. but you seem like your tastes were pretty mainstream, like with me. So when did that stuff start to enter the the world? Yeah, because we were up against disco too. If you were a sophomore oh, at the same yeah. time I was, like there was that moment where we had all the old guys, we had Zeppelin and Aerosmith and and ACDC's first couple of records, and then all of a sudden, like you know, that disco had to
1: be killed. <laughs> that was the main objective. Right. Kill disco. It was kind of. Let's join up all the other kinds of music and let's kill the stuff it's right it's away. It's true.
0: And yeah. then, like, new wave <sighs> came in before punk, kind of, you know, mm. in, like, suburbia. Like, all of a sudden, the nax record. And right. then, like, it, then then all of a sudden, the Sex Pistols or whatever. And then American punk. But, like, it was a real problem.
1: Right. <laughs> well, I totally agree. And I remember that specifically to the degree that in my I guess my high school yearbook, yeah, there, you know, put your quote in there. Right. It says, you know, disco, <laughs> disco sucks and long live rock. I mean, right. that, that said it all for me right then. Right, uh, and there was there was kind of a there was a divide even in the rock world. You know, when you know, I liked punk, yeah, and I liked the new metal that I was discovering in high school. You know, Scorpions, Judas Priest, sure things like that that were that were metal. And then I liked you know I liked I liked I loved the Ramones. Sure. They were I, so I'd had my Ramones glasses with my Scorpion shirt and I'd walk through the school and be hated by everyone. Nice. You know, it you, didn't you fit did it. in. It didn't <laughs> fit in anywhere. And the rock star was born. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but you know rebellion started yeah. early. But I tell you the uh, the cross the crossing of those two musics made a lot of sense to me so when I discovered Motörhead finally that was kind of the ultimate. Like, yeah. okay, uh, there's I remember a going to see Motorhead yeah. somewhere here in LA, and looking next to me, there's a guy with you know uh, a pink mohawk, yeah, and spikes, yeah. And I'm sitting here headbanging, and we're getting along. Right, it's like, all right, maybe we can kill disco yeah. together. <laughs> you could, yeah. yeah. So that was it, huh? Motorhead was the bridge. It really was. It yeah. really was the, you know, between the two and I was trying to figure out, you know, where do I belong? Because mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't hang out with the rockers, couldn't hang out with the punk rockers either. So.
0: It's so weird to grow up when we grew up because like that weird era that time in music, you know, outside of like the Scorpions and you remember when Van Halen 1 came out? Mm-hmm. Cuz oh, we yeah. were like sophomores yeah. and that like eruption like out of every Camaro out of those Jensen Triaxles was just that <laughs> fucking solo and you're like, "What is that?"
1: the hood. Right? <laughs> it's right? unbelievable. I still get blown away by that record. Yeah. It's so alive sounding, so fresh and so uh just it's, it oozes of youth and, and just rebellion. Yeah. It, it sounds so great. And it was
0: fun. Yeah. That was the weird thing. There was no darkness in it. It was like, you know, like, because David Lee Roth was almost like a clown. And it was like, it was fun. It was like, a, it was almost like pop music, but they had this gnarly fucking guitar thing going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. It was party. Yeah. It was yeah. definitely party it was music. Cr-
0: I was, it was, and, like, and and we were up against Foreigner. I mean, there was a lot of shit going on. Bob Seger. It was all like that whole fucking, it all happened when we were in high school. We were picking up <laughs> like this crashing wave of the fucking 60s and 70s and then it's just like an eruption of prog rock garbage happened yeah sticks grand illusion yeah oh, oh god. my god
1: yeah what- <laughs> There's a yeah okay. There's a good guitar sound on that. One. No no one. no. He's okay. like he yeah. can
0: play. Yeah, the yeah. on Renegade. Dun, 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 dun. That was all right.
1: Oh the. Yeah
0: yeah the yeah yeah. The, yeah. That's
1: a yeah. Good riff. Oh,
0: yeah No I'm not gonna I'm no. not gonna yeah. di- I'm not gonna <laughs> take anything. But what's his name? Tommy Shaw and the fellas. Right right right. No no. I, you know I know we're all in the same world, but it was it was a weird
1: time. There was a there was a lot of music to listen to and a lot of different genres and whatnot going on and yeah. Super Tramp, my buddy was Ugh. Kiss. I was Aerosmith. Yeah. And my other buddy was Foreigner. He said, I "Can't believe your favorite band is Foreigner." Oh, yeah, like yeah, it was like the first like, hmm, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> again. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it served its purpose. Where did Sabbath yeah. fall in? Oh, they were. That was before any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. For you? Yeah, putting it on. Uh, like I was telling you, my brother. Uh, he uh, he was older than I. Yeah. He had his own. He had a turntable. He had all kinds of records. And when he would be at school or college or wherever he went yeah (laughs) uh i was i was playing his albums just soaking it in he's so lucky the big brother thing is (laughs) like you know that's the gift very cool to
0: have the guide
1: Yeah, Sabbath, Sabbath. that first Sabbath record. I mean, I just looked at the cover and freaked out. And then I started it, you know, and there's the rainstorm. And oh, my God. What's happening? It scared me. And I loved every minute of it, man. (laughs) So if it's going to scare me, it's definitely going to scare mom.
0: (laughs) Turn it up. You're in your brother's room, I picture, (sighs) just sort of like, I'll just try
1: it. You're alone. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Erase, erase. Ah, I can't go back. Ah! No going back. No going back. Man.
0: <laughs> it's it's so weird because like I you know I came to a lot of that stuff so much later and I had to appreciate it as a grown-up, but like I fucking love that stuff now. Mm. Sabbath uh, four, what a great record that yeah, is. Yeah, the
1: volume four, so cool. So I mean there's so many great riffs and there's so many weird so much weird stuff on there too. And you're a riff guy. Oh man. Like yeah. you're
0: you're the riff. Well like, I mean, in a way though, right? I mean I, that you're yeah. the, that's the
1: well, and there under that it says riff life. That Does it really? B. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> because that and Sabbath really kind of like that. That's what that. That's what that's about.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah. the The song was the riff. And right. If you didn't have a good riff, it wasn't a great song. Right. Simple that. And Tony Iommi, the riff master of all time, forever. And and uh, we all we all bow to him and try be him. And you've worked with him. Yep. Was sure it great have. when
0: you first met him? Like oh. how,
1: that must be the amazing thing like, to have to grow up when we did, and then to be playing with your heroes. It is crazy. I've got plenty <laughs> of pictures of me. You know, I got a picture of me standing next to Steven Tyler, meeting him for the first time. Yeah. and he's just like, "Hi," yeah. and I'm like, ah! "You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, friggin' yeah. fanboy right, going right. nuts." Yeah, and, and same with Ted Nugent, and same with Tony Iommi. Uh, he was just, but. He was the epitome of cool. He's yeah. Just, he's he's writing the ugliest, darkest riff yeah. ever. Yeah. And he's, hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a friendly, super nice guy. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So you and I have a, something in common, and it's fairly um, uh, public and self-professed anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> no yes i do not yeah not anymore all gone (laughs) but do you like because like i was starting to think about the music and and getting heady about it about how you know when you're younger you know and the anger is actually active in the music you know it's relieving and then like for helpfully as you get older you at least get that thing wrangled and you can draw from it a little more consciously Hmm. and and a little more like you know it doesn't have to to drive you
1: right I get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: yeah, and like I, I can kind of feel that that like you can still speak to it, but it has more range in a way because it's not crippling you.
1: Exactly. That's a great word, crippling. Yeah. Instead of crippling, it's, uh, it's just the, it's the, it's like the evil twin that's just sure. with you all the time, right? But you know how to deal with it, right? When it's did like, when did it start
0: uh, revealing itself to you? You know, when you were younger, when did you like first realize you were pissed off? Mm, was there well, an event?
1: Uh, I think it, 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 slowly built. I yeah. think religion was kind of the start of it. That Christian say, scientists. I didn't really believe what they were, they were teaching me. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work for me. It didn't make any sense. Well, it's kind of a, a crazy, there's some parts of it that are crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Don't. Go to the doctor. Wait, don't. The f- yeah, is- yeah. Don't go even if you were deathly ill or yeah. like both my parents passed um, and that, cancer yeah. in front of me. That was probably the most angry I've been. You know? Re- like later in life? No. I was 16 when my, mo- my mother passed away. 13, I would say, well, my parents met because of the church. Yeah. And my dad was the equivalent of a minister in the church. Right. So very active in it. And, yeah, Sunday school was part of my regiment. And um, at that point in wherever we went, it wasn't really uh, –
0: So were uh, your brothers part of it too? I mean, like uh, – like They were
1: already kind of – they were old older. enough to not no, – Oh. Yeah. And it my, was just
0: the three of you guys?
1: Yeah. My, I have a younger sister too. Uh-huh. So we'd be in uh, Sunday school and yeah. it was – it just – it wasn't fun. It wasn't like it was teeming with lots of youth and kids yeah, yeah, and yeah, having yeah. fun and, you right. know – it was it, it. was like being at school again and, right. oh, you got to learn this and learn right. this. At least that was my perception. Yeah. And later on, I kind of realized that that was, that was part of my dad's journey, you know. That was what helped keep him on the straight and narrow. But when he would talk to me, he would be in scripture, you know, if, you know, oh, I got a question about life, you know, okay, let's read about it. Oh, really? And that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you're you like, know, but wait,
0: that doesn't help me. Should I fuck her? <laughs> Can is that quiet. a yes or a no?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that it? How do you put a rubber on? What is a rubber? You know, <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, any of that stuff. It right. was. I mean, I wasn't asking my dad stuff sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, w- whenever you did something wrong, that's what happened. You so went to it, scripture. It, yeah. It kind of se- it seemed like a, a punishment. You know. Right. So there's no communication. No, not at all. Uh, but but that was his way of communicating, and I get it now. Yeah. Okay. Because me being in recovery and. You know, having a certain language, sure. you know, when my kids stumble across something and I just tell them a little story about me or something. Right. And they're, Dad, we're not in therapy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, okay, sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm doing it again. Right. Stop that. Right. You know, I'll just listen. I'll right. listen to you guys, you know.
0: Well, that's definitely something you learn in recovery. That moment when you when you're hearing someone's story and you get moved by it mm. like that moment where 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 uh, yeah, I, i'm open about it. It, it and you just brought it up but I, I i break that tradition is that uh you know that you know what happened uh you know what it was like what happened and what what it's like now that mm. that structure mm. but that moment where where they gets over and i'm i'm, I'm always like No oh, good you know like it always gets me <laughs> and it taught me how to be empathetic
1: right yeah that's something that i was i was lacking as well it was a it was kind of, I had to fight for what I could get, you know, yeah. and cause I wasn't happy in the family, you know, I couldn't express my anger health in a, in a healthy way. Even, you know, right. I couldn't go against because that would be really, really bad. Then I'd yeah. get double the scripture or whatever it was. right. You know? And, uh, it was, it was, it, it felt really elite, like an eliteness, like we're better than other people because we believe this. Oh, they're, they're. They believe these lies and these lies and this and that, and so it, it it was a little cultish, at least in my mind. I know there's plenty of people out there that uh, that religion and religion in general works for them. Uh, I understand the 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 concept of a higher power, and it does work for me. Sure, but religion itself fucked me up right and uh especially that one when i was young and well if you see your parents your or family members get ill and refuse to
0: see a doctor just that element of it i mean yeah. that's like it, it's beyond reason yeah so the pain of that
1: well a lot of things happened around that you know my my father left when i was 13 didn't say goodbye didn't do anything just took off and you know that's not that doesn't sound Christian to me, you know. Really? What, what's going on here? You know, uh, no and, contact or uh, about a year later. Oh my God! Yeah. You're 13. Yeah. What the fuck? And then my mom uh, took it really difficult. You know, she was, you know, she all of a sudden had to start working. You know, she wasn't getting any money in, and so she went back to the art that she had done before and and helped the the family along. As what was good she, as she? What could. kind of art? She was a painter. Oh yeah. Uh, but then uh in, interior design. She uh-huh. did she did logos, things like that which oh, yeah. kind of makes sense. Like graphic design kind of Yeah, stuff. graphic design yeah, exactly. yeah, Um and then uh yeah, she got sick with cancer and you know, we we watched her pass away in front of us, you know, and No medicine. No. Oh. No. No, the religion uh talks about you know, if you acknowledge that you're ill, that's part of letting in you know, the, the thing that will, will make you ill. So not so much, I guess, you know, it sounds like denial to me, but not, not allowing that truth in, you know, keeping a positive approach to it and sure heal, you know, healing thyself and through higher power and all that. And it, it didn't seem what? to be working well, you know? what,
0: what are the what are the uh what barometer do they use to judge that is working after mm. a certain i would think that after a number of people pass away in a community eventually yeah. you'd be like now nah, maybe you'll we'll go, we'll go medicine it's not
1: good. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know at least what i believe now and yeah it, it's, it's just what i believe yeah it's not gospel whatsoever is you know higher power gave us knowledge on how to he, you know, help ourselves. That's right. Yeah. So that made sense to me, but you know, her passing made me really pissed. Made right. Me really pissed at and, religion. Yeah. Well, not just that, but at, um, you know, my father leaving Ugh. and, you know, causing that to happen. You know, I blamed that. And then what, what did I do wrong? What, what could I have done? You know, I'm the man of the house at 13 and, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of things that, uh, I had to work through. Yeah, you had
0: yeah. to excavate all that grief and anger. Yep, sad, Absolutely. the pain. Yeah, yeah. Ugh,
1: ton, tons of it. And I tell you, music was the thing that—that's always where I would go. I could escape to that. It made me feel better. It made me. Uh, it was speaking. It was. It was speaking the words that I didn't know how to say, and it was. Uh, uh, it was just. Uh, it was it was it was an escape i could put the headphones on and be in a better place sure and when did the when the booze start yeah that started when i moved in with my brother um, after your mom passed yeah and uh-huh. your dad you, did you did you resume communication with him or i was not i was not, on not on in that place nah. i was not my sister was and yeah. she was able to to reconcile and 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 go live with him so uh through my uh, half a junior and and senior year moved schools and lived with my brother. That's when the music really started kicking in. Yeah. And that's when I would go watch other musicians locally. And that's where, you know, first beers kind of showed up. Yeah. yeah. Have a beer, you know, and, uh, and then along with the, the smell of the burning amps and all of that stuff, the smell of the beer was also great. Yeah, And And it just kind of fit in with everything, you know? Yeah. And then the first band, when did, how old were you? Well, um, I was, yeah, that was, uh, probably my junior year. Uh, it was just before my mom passed. Yeah. I got in a band. It was called Obsession. And we've had a long list of cool cover songs that we were doing, you know, me and the Velos brothers and a guy named Jim. Yeah. Uh, we were in their garage, uh, and, uh, in Downey. Yeah. And we would just play all night and have fun. We'd. Do Thin Lizzy songs, Robin Trower. We had Black Sabbath, um, uh, UFO. Yeah, um, man, uh, a huge list. A good we, list. We had about forty songs. Yeah. that we could play. We played maybe three parties. Yeah, Max. <laughs> so, yeah, but not a dance band per se. Not so much. <laughs> it was hanging around the keg and you know, rock yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, man. So. Now
0: when you started because it seems to me that like there there uh, another question I had in listening to the record and listening to all this stuff is that there seems to be themes that that move through metal and and through your music and like the the sort of pushing back against uh, you know dogma, religion, authority and that stuff has always been a rebellious thing in, in rock and roll but the, it, this comes from a specific experience mm-hmm. yeah that, you know your distrust of uh, of religion and and uh you know
1: uh, order right
0: right and and that and that i think that you guys sort of uh, established a lot of the themes like you know despair paranoia <laughs> uh, insane <laughs> like you know,
1: yeah, well you know. all that fun stuff we all like to live in and you know, i tell you what it is is if i can get it out of my head yeah it makes it better right and, right and better out than in because if i can put it into a song and question it you know I have no answers I got a lot of questions and actually I think I people when uh, when someone identifies with your question it's it's better than them t- telling you the answer actually right you know I identify with that question I don't know let's find out together or yeah. let's just ponder it together yeah. you know that's that's a higher power showing up at least for me yeah so when the fans understand that question as well it makes me feel okay and that's all i really kind of want right <laughs> is to feel okay and feel validated and feel like i belong yeah so that's what these lyrics do
0: isn't that funny though like about how because my dad wasn't absent but he was certainly detached mm-hmm. and volatile that's absent
1: <laughs> it is
0: yeah I, I i i don't know that i have fully processed it right. you know like that um the, the selfishness of it Mm-hmm. You know, that that's sort of like, you know, one way, you know, either, you know, if they're gone, they're gone. But then there's the other kind that sort of erase you yep. while you're there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I yeah. mean, it's it's tearing you down. Right. It's not like, OK, they're not there. I'm starting to heal. I'm starting to process because it's not still happening.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. Because they're just always there and you're reacting to like reacting to an absence. And then or is probably a little different than reacting to like, I don't know what he's going to do. what the fuck's gonna happen totally
1: and living in it you know and it's not uh uh, you're not alone there because i think a lot of that generation gosh it was it was kind of not i don't want to say passive aggressive but it was aggressive aggressive yeah (laughs) why am i laughing i'm sorry for laughing no it's but yeah uh you didn't know what was going to happen yeah, that was the thing, you know, that, that, you know, cliche, wait till your father gets home. It's like, right. Oh, shit. Nothing scared me more than that. Right. Because he was the dealer of punishment. Right. You know, all the stuff that I had done throughout the day, mom checked it off and wrote it down and then handed it to him. And, you know, what a fucking shitty job to do you come home after working your ass off and you get handed a list of all the shit that happened and you gotta deal out some whatever lashes with the belt or whatever you know in my case so that sucked i'm sure it sucked for him yeah uh and it sucked for me yeah (laughs) and probably for my mom because she couldn't deal with us and uh, you know it's tough it's tough and i like i never got it together to, to have kids either but i imagine
0: like because my brother has three kids. I imagine that you as a father, you've got to sort of approach this with sort of like, well, I don't have a template for this. <laughs> I got no, they, they got no good experience around this particular mm-hmm. job. So right. you got to renavigate.
1: Well, I have to ask questions. I yeah. got a lot of good buddies that Oh, really? you know, we're in the same boat Yeah, and it's okay to ask for help. You know, yeah, know, it's like, man, my kid's doing this. What, you know, <laughs> what have do you ever you do? experienced that? And they're like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so there's good stuff like that, that yeah. I don't think my father did. You know, he, I don't yeah. think he sat around with his buddies going, gosh, my son's having trouble with, you know, math and he's <laughs> lashing out and, this, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so I think the template let you talked about, I think I had a template of what not to do. Right. But I didn't really have the template of what to do. Yeah. So it was at least a good start. Yeah. Like I'm gonna break this cycle. I don't want I don't want this happening. But I don't want to go the exact opposite way, which tends to happen yeah. as well. Yeah. And how's it going? It's it's going better. How many you day. got? <laughs> uh, kids? Yeah. Uh, I got three. Oh yeah. Three beautiful children. Uh yeah. Beautiful wife. We've been, you know, first and only wife, been married for over nineteen years and We've got an 18-year-old daughter who's in college now. I've got a, a 16-year-old boy, yeah, uh, who's completely awesome and That's very crazy. expressive. I have a, a, a daughter, a younger daughter who is 14, and you know she's a, a girl in high school, first year of high school. And there's a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of you know slow processing going on and she's she's right in the middle of it uh-huh um, but she is awesome i mean Dude, i have three healthy beautiful great kids
0: well that's that's good i'm um, congratulations <laughs> thank you but with, i imagine with that last one it's a lot of like well maybe i to talk to your mom about
1: that you know she <laughs> gravitates to me I oh mean, yeah there's something i tell you yeah between a father and a daughter there's yeah. some there's some magic yeah uh not that it isn't with my son, but right. he'll go to mom. Oh, you know? really? That's just, that's just kind of how it is, I think. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be, Yeah, yes, that's but, great. Um, but yeah, growing up, watching them learn and discover and love music their own way. Yeah. You know? Are they introducing you to stuff? Oh, oh totally. Yeah. 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 Whether I like it or not. Right, <laughs> right. Good stuff, bad stuff, and just out there stuff, and- <laughs> I love watching them enjoy music. That's mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing. Yeah, where they just they get so into it, it's like, oh man, that's what it's about. Yeah, I don't care what it sounds like, but yeah. look what it's doing to you. Yeah, that is cool. And when you like when you play now, I mean, like you, like you said, are you, when are you guys going on tour? We kind of are already. Yeah, but it's I don't know. It's this like it's slowly happening, but I, I think next year is when we really start touring. And do you have to like get into shape? Yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like I imagine it's quite a process for what you guys do. Mental, physical, spiritual, all that. Yeah. Mind, body. Yeah. Gotta get into shape. And because when you're out there, there's a lot of things coming at you. And, um, you know, at least for myself, uh, you know, surround myself with people that get what i need yeah you know they're not yes men by any means they call me out on shit which i need
0: you bring sober guys with you
1: yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i i need that yeah and uh i i need someone on the tour where at 3 a.m you can take a knock at the door and let me in yeah yeah and like not so much talk me off the ledge but yeah W- you know what's going on yeah 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 i'm still up yeah 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 <laughs> what's going on yeah yeah, you know, yeah i feel like doing this yeah i'm yeah bored or yeah, any- yeah, right. you know, whatever yeah. it is sure oh no absolutely dude so age appropriate touring for us looks like two weeks at a time oh yeah two weeks out two weeks at home yeah you know trying to balance yeah both both uh both loves in our lives and uh you know gosh how long you been married uh yeah 19 years so she went through all the shit with you yep she walked through fire right next to me that's amazing yeah i i threw her in the fire a few times too well how are you not going (sighs) to do that yeah
0: that because that's what that that's what the brain does like and i notice it even now it's sort of like i feel like shit so now i'm just gonna rope a dope her emotionally Mm -hmm. you know as she tries to help and then you're just sort of like, nope, nope. And then when right when they break, you're like, yeah, now look where we are. Yay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look what I did <laughs> to you too, yeah. you know? Oh, man. Yeah, someone trying to help you and you making them think they're crazy. Yeah. You know, nope, I, I never said that, or I wasn't doing that, or no, don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I am don't know whose bottle that is. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. yeah, you know? yeah and they just take it until they can't and i imagine you had that moment where you're like no,
0: this is all gonna go
1: and, then, <laughs> and, and were, that's the best thing that ever happened to me i tell right, you right, yeah. when the when the you know the two me's collided yeah. you know the road me and the home me yeah. collided man it was it was amazing yeah man. the most horrible feeling and you know now the best thing that ever happened oh good for you man Good for you. <laughs> That's great. Well, hats off to her because she put up with the shit, and she she's been a good mentor for me in life too. Uh, she's very balanced, very even keeled, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, uh, and you know the opposites do attract, and at some point we we just had to realize that you know we're we, we gotta respect each other because we can help each other. Sure. Here. I can help you loosen up and be a little stupid and you can help me get my shit together and be responsible. <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and obviously you had the love there that was deep enough
1: to to, to survive it. Yeah. That's the fucking beautiful thing. For sure. Yeah. And, then, and then our both our backgrounds, you know, not dissimilar, but... Uh, oh, she comes from the shit? Different, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, yeah. in, kind of invisible kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Invisible kid and not really... Uh, not really cared for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it matched up. And once you get healthy, you get healthy
0: together. It works out. Yep. It's that weird challenge of, like, you know, kind of, like, having to impress this father that stinks <laughs> in your head. <laughs> like, it's fucking ridiculous.
1: Uh, but, I, like. Every man has that. It's so weird. I used to like, do
0: a joke about it. It was never got a laugh. I used to say, I think that every father-son relationship on some level is a battle to the death.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and until you both die it's gonna go on you yeah know? <laughs> that's right you, you,
0: you get to a certain age where you're like you better go first yeah. yeah it's so dark
1: oh it's crazy I tell you it's I still battle with him you know it's dumb voices appear in my head and it's like wait who's who's that you really? You who's, guys, who's talking to me? You right got to separate them out. Oh yeah. yeah. Does that is
0: that come into the songwriting at all?
1: Oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I mean it's 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 again part of the therapy yeah. of, of music for me.
0: And have you made all your amendses oh, from sure. the past?
1: Again and again and again. Oh yeah. yeah. Well yeah. I uh, uh, I I think I've, I'm I'm pretty clean. Yeah. I think I'm pretty clean right now. But you know, there's always something.
0: I talked. You know who I had in here? I had Scott Ian in here awesome he's a sweet guy
1: oh he's awesome
0: you know and I, had, and I had another i had to load up on that metal you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's quite a character man. yeah
0: and a sweet guy oh man very earnest
1: dude you know what he's I mean? very down to earth yeah he's uh he loves his music he knows a lot about it and he's he's got a great memory and a lot of cool stories he
0: and also he he spoke so highly of that that i guess you guys did some things together the big four yeah yeah. and like he he was like it was almost like moved me to tears when he was talking about the you know it was who was it you anthrax megadeth and slayer yep and you're all backstage together and he had this moment where like it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was like it, it, it teared me up a little bit that you guys were like you could all be in your own success
1: and be together yeah. and it'd be all right yep you exactly. know what i mean and the fact that you know, it, it blew my mind. It it really started with the kind of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction idea. And, yeah. You know, getting nostalgic. Yeah. You know, and thinking, my God, uh, look at all the people that have helped us along the way. And look who are still around. Yeah. Let's say thank you to them. And so the big four was kind of that thing. Yeah. We're all still playing after 30, whatever it was, 32 years. Let's go get do a gig together. I mean, why shouldn't we? Let's celebrate the fact that we're still alive and playing music that we love. Yeah. And um, you know, uh I think the all the other thing was the new wave of British heavy metal. That's yeah. all I ever hear about. Yeah. No album, the blah, yeah. blah blah blah. You yeah. know, what about the big four? Yeah. No one knows the big four. Come on, let's make it known. Yeah. Let's make some history here and let people know and put a mark there that yeah, hey, the big four was and uh you know is a force to be reckoned with and he delivered the goods yeah we loved it we had yeah. a blast and mustaine and you guys are good yeah there's no reason to not be good yeah, you know, yeah. at this point you know yeah uh, uh you know we've all we've all freaking fell off the wagon we've all gone into the ditch we've yeah. all got back on track and we've all learned from our stuff and at the end of the day it's it's just journeys everyone's doing a different journey and why would you hold a grudge with someone or or right. vice versa? You know,
0: and you all been through tragedies, like yeah. you got, you know, you got, you know, real rock and roll tragedies. You lost a cliff and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and your own accidents and shit. I mean, you guys really lived the life, and I imagine when when you survive it at a certain point, all whatever that personal bullshit is got to fall away.
1: I I uh, you know I've seen some kind of light around that yeah. because I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a part of that realization that you know when we were up there and seeing you know ozzy is sitting at one table and the rest of black <laughs> yeah, sabbath yeah. at the other table yeah. and they don't want to jam together and they're being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame so we go up and we play a song we play black sabbath songs for them yeah and that was beautiful for us yeah but it was sad to see that i'd rather see you guys play you know, yeah yeah whatever it is oh yeah they can't get past put it, it away please i get it i get it's hard to get past stuff but there's stuff in my life i thought i could never get over like what oh just fights with lars about shit and you know you know we're brothers yeah you know right and and i'm thinking you know this is it no friggin way i'm doing you know i can't get past this i can never look at him again and then a month later (laughs) You're writing hardwired together, you know, and you're making the best record of your life. It's like, dude, it works, all right? Yeah, yeah. Just see past that shit, go big picture, whatever it is you need to do, you can get past the most unbelievable places uh, that, you you know, you think you can never get out of. Well, so, so it's
0: a choice, right?
1: Right, right.
0: That's and the it, weird thing that you realize. And
1: my wife will tell me yeah. that it's a choice. She'll say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll it's, you know, it's over. Yeah, you know, forget yeah, it. Yeah. I can't work together. And, and, and she'll go, yeah, yeah, mm, okay. You know, yeah. You say that now, yeah. And it, no, no, no. <laughs> this is it. I feel it. This is, I can't, I can't get over this. And, and it's unbelievable what you can get over. So seeing that, or like the Van Halens up there, or the, you know, Blondie had a moment where it was like, oh my god. Or you know, you look at like Roger Waters and uh, I just talked to him. Oh, come on, you guys. You know. Well, such th- and, beautiful music and you and then- know you
0: feel it too dude when you're sitting there with them and just like you now when you have that moment where you're like nope no like on some level because we're we're men all we want to do is just cry you know it's like <laughs> you know there's a, it's a sadness like it's like almost childish very yeah and and like you know if we just fucking bald a minute, quietly, It'd be, like, it'd be all right. Yeah. It's like holding
1: on to this. It's a sad sort of like childish thing, man. But you are. You're stuck in that moment of that and you're reliving it. That's resentment. And uh, you can't, you just can't. But if, you know, w- what works for me yeah, yeah. with Lars, yeah. we just sit down and just start talking about our kids. That's where we'll start. Uh-huh. And that's a that's a completely loving place to start. Right. We'll talk about that. And then all of a sudden- it's like fuck, dude. You know, I, I'm sorry. I did this and that. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's you're back right there, Ooh, like that, like a guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, ego deflated. That's done, right, out of the way. Fear done, out of the way, and now you can move on.
0: Well, what are what are like what? are because what I always wonder that about bands because I, I I know that the relationship has to get strained. But even when I saw the Purple inducted and Richie's not, you know, right. It's like what? Why? Yeah what could be what could be the fucking at this age right you know but like i i guess these are it
1: is it's emotional it's not creative right right man it is such a wall it's such a block it's such a uncreative thing you know to be right. stuck in that prison of resentment you know uh and it <laughs> yeah okay the rock and roll hall of fame it's not like you're being led into heaven or something right it's right it's just an acknowledgement of your stuff that you've done together but the fact that you can't be there for that at the same time is sad it is sad right yeah mm-hmm.
0: um let me uh, let's get back get to back to music for a minute because i wanted to talk about the role of uh you know the uh, producer I talked to Keith Richards about uh, what's his name, Jimmy Miller. Like, there's a shift. Like the Black album was a shift for you, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the producer, definitely.
0: And like, who was producing before? Was it you guys? I mean, like, who was like? What was the big change that you had to open yourself up to when you you make a decision to change your your sound in a way?
1: Yeah, I think it was us us driving the sh- driving the boat yeah. there. Uh, Fleming Rasmussen, who worked on the first albums except Kill 'Em All, uh, he was the engineer. That could get sounds. He was right. you know, a semi producer. Right. You know, he'd say, Eh, not so good, you know. Right. And we were, okay, well fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. And, uh we were driving that ship until, you know, in Justice for All we realized that, you know, we need some help. Yeah. The album doesn't sound great. Songs are good, but you know, we're mixing this record as we're on the Monsters of Rock tour, our ears are blown out. Right. We can't decide what sounds good and doesn't anymore. Yeah. Um so after that we decided we need we need some help yeah we need a producer and that's when bob rock came into the picture
0: and he was like a a, a kind of a a guy who dealt with the, the the type of music you guys respected
1: yeah you know we liked his sounds that yeah. was the main thing you know you actually have like there's a physical even if you're in your
0: car like mm. the the metallica music it's like it's
1: hitting you That's the best place (laughs) in a car. Yeah, the best. That's the best place to listen to music in general, really. Yeah, because you're
0: like, you're a hero. Yeah, you're you're like, you know, it's like.
1: Well, you're in it. Yeah. You're living in, you know, it's in a space. Yeah. But there's not, it doesn't have to be anyone else in it. That's right. The best time. You're on stage right in there, no (laughs) matter what you're playing. But did he, like, like, how did he work? Like, what was it that. I was able to explain to him what I was after, yeah, and he was able to to get that, put it into uh, whatever knob language, right? Know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, I knew what sound I wanted, and yeah. I've always been chasing it. And I still am. You know, the next record's going to sound better. I'll tell you, the, the one after I'm, the one you just put out, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one's going to have a better guitar sound. <laughs> yeah, it is because you know, as a riff guy, it's like I'm chasing the unreachable sound. Probably, yeah uh uh but all those records coming up to then i was trying to get what i wanted and he helped me get it a little more Uh, right so the layering i mean the the harmonies and vocally for sure that's when i think bob rock uh really really helped me uh, uh is in the vocal department you know he no one ever before would would say you know that doesn't sound very good or how about trying this or yeah. that doesn't that word doesn't sing right you know? right uh hey, how about this harmony try this and so i you know i remember the when he said okay at the end of this part while well, there's a guitar solo going on just throw a couple ad-libs out there it's like what what's it what's that you mean like <laughs> you know talking come on baby or something <laughs> you know what what am i supposed to say yeah you know yeah And that was, that was when I realized, man, you're, you're kind of closed minded here. You need to kind of open up a little bit and, you know, like, I think the end of Sandman was the thing, you know, you know, often never, never doing, you know, just some things that kind of tail off and, you know, just be loose. Like you're, you know, playing live or something, you know, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone that we've worked with has tried to get us to sound like we do live, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the big business, the live. Yeah. Well, trying to. I, I don't know if it's actually, you know, mistakes and all, but that feeling of it's on, you yeah. know, you're gelling. It, the, everything is electric. Right. And having. Trying to recreate that in the studio is is not super easy, especially when you're working in there for over a year you know
0: right exactly and a lot of times you're not there at the same time I imagine or you're like you're doing tracks on overdubbing and and whatever like you're not in the room together and I know people record like that, but it's must be sort of a chore
1: yeah well we do do that you know yeah. we write and and record the basic tracks all together and on this record especially you know having Greg there at the beginning uh we were able to get great sounds right. Greg Fiddleman, yeah. The producer along with uh, Lars and myself. He was able to get great sounds at the beginning. Yeah. Because we did it at HQ, which is our home sanctuary. And it's your you know. label, right? Right. Yeah. In America it yeah. is. Um so we everything we played was was album quality. Right. So there are guitar tracks on there that were first, second, third take, possibly. Some are overdubs, some are not, you know. So um it was just just a newer in different way, that's probably the most different uh on this album from compared to the other. In albums. terms of working, yeah. yeah
0: Now, when you look out at the crowd now, like who do you see? You see guys our age,
1: <laughs> young guy. Like what's I do, it? I see guys our age. I see guys older. I see, you know, what blows my mind is I see young girls in the front. Yeah, you know, and they're in the front. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I'd go to any gig, there's no way girls were, they weren't even near the front, right? Because it was too brutal, right? But but I tell you, whether it's how they do the barricades now or whatnot, and we have our own special way, but uh, it's less brutal. So you get all kinds up there. I mean, I see father sons up in the front and daughters. And right. It's it's anybody and everybody. Everybody is certainly welcome, and no one. Ha- there's there's not like a, you know, it used to be. Here's your dress code. Show up and that's that. Right. But now loosened up a little a little bit you know uh you got you know guys just come off of work and they're whatever still got their handcuffs on their uh on their briefcase yeah. you know yeah. and they're at the gig and you've got guys that you know just whatever just walked in from the you know at the auto shop and you've got kids and grandpas and three generations of people showing up that's and how long you've been at it that's, that's great beautiful it is it's is super beautiful and what i get to do from up there is look out and watch these people enjoy the music and see how they react how do they how are they taking this in and why the hell do you like this song really you know we're playing master of puppets and you're a little girl out there going master you know what is it what is it for you and it doesn't matter she's there and she's enjoying it and but you and, do ask those questions I do all the time really? <laughs> are you sure you like this someone's just fucking with us i know it i'm going to wake up and this is all going to be a <laughs> a huge punk oh, that's interesting Show man yourself, you've been punked well that's
0: <laughs> but but that's the thing about the about the lyrics and the way you write and the, when you talk about questions and about how much of the stuff is almost a, a a call and response to you know these the you know those feelings that, you know, that they may be more present when you're younger, but they don't go away. Right. And certainly if you grew up with them, with you guys, and now you have kids and stuff, you know, those feelings, you revisit them in a, in, in almost a, a fun way. Right. Like, you know, I remember when I wanted to kill everybody.
1: Yeah. That, <laughs> when I was your age, I wanted to just kill. Yeah. Now, now, like, now it's just fun. Now I only want to kill half the people. That's <laughs> Progress, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I would love to see like a father and son at your show. That must be really
0: kind of touching. In oh, a way. it's
1: super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. And of course, you know the kid gets uh uh showered with gifts of picks and drumsticks and yeah. sweatbands. <laughs> and here you go, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I here's Kirk's guitar. I'll give it to him. <laughs> He's you know. got hey, wait, one. wait, wait, wait. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the uh you did that album with Lou right? Yeah, yeah. Like how did like you know that was an interesting thing. You know, it was very interesting. <laughs> no doubt. Cuz you know like he, he you know he's definitely like it was it makes sense, you know, for him and and I just wonder
1: how did that come to
0: to happen.
1: It made sense for us too. Yeah? At the beginning it was I mean just jamming with anybody, recording with someone else. That was that was weird. And like, it's well, Lou Reed. What? Yeah, what, yeah, what do you mean? You know, and, uh, you know, our, uh, our management is in New York. Yeah. Uh, we went, I don't know what, what, I can't remember what we were doing. I think it was a, uh, oh, I know it was, um, celebrating 25 years of the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, we were hosts of one night and we were picking out artists that had been in the rock or, or or in the rock and roll hall of fame and played. Um, and Lou Reed was there and he, from down the hallway, he yelled, "Hey, Metallica! I love you guys. We should do an album together one day." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, Lou. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have another one. Yeah." Uh, and then uh, we get a call from management, you know, saying, "Hey, Lou, serious. He wants to do an album." And we we didn't know what to think about it. It's like, "All right, what's he got in mind?" You know what? They thought that could be a really cool idea. You
0: did the sweet. You did Sweet Jane live, right? Was that what you played live? With him, like uh, like on the on that show, the uh, what was it, the award show that you're talking about? Didn't you jam with him
1: somewhere? Yeah, am I making exactly? That up? No, that is true. That's true. Was it Sweet Jane? Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and uh, so that's where it came from. Right, and he was uh, uh he came to us basically with lyrics yeah. from a play that he had written. He had all these intense lyrics. Yeah, so this was a first for us to sit and write music behind a set of lyrics right because uh, that's not how we operate yeah but it was really cool and it was it was you know it was definitely a in the studio jam kind of feel uh-huh uh, and lou was from that school right that ilk of you know back in the 60s or 70s you jammed it you recorded it and then you're done right you know yeah yeah hey let's try that again nope it's like <laughs> I just did it They're like okay okay I get it <laughs> you know? right, right Lou has spoken <laughs> it's, a, it's an
0: interesting <laughs> album it's a good record
1: I think it's super interesting yeah and as a standalone piece in our career I think I'm super grateful that we got to do it at, at Lou and his is that time of life you know uh we learned a lot from him he's yeah. a pretty pretty cool guy and let me tell you if you you know rock and roll re- rebelliousness yeah. it dead. was in him There's you what'd no you learn
0: about it like in 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 the sense of like what'd you take away from it
1: uh because i'm a huge
0: delivery fan
1: well yeah the hey i sang it yeah that's a moment yeah i can't do that again He he would say that yeah i can't do that again yeah and that's it yeah and okay. You're like you're like what? You Is that okay? Is that okay to do that? He just left, you know. <laughs> wow. Okay. So being in the moment, very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, when you're doing interviews, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when the interviewee starts asking questions, look out. Yeah, and especially if it's Lou Reed, because man, he tore some people apart. Oh yeah. I mean, he he, you know he definitely had some trust issues. He didn't trust a lot of people, so he would grill you until you crumbled, and then he could trust you. you right.
0: This is like that dynamic we were talking about yeah. earlier, where yeah. you like, get down to my level. Like, exactly. Hey, I want to see you a little weaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little exactly. too cocky right
1: now. <laughs> Very true. Uh-huh. Very true. But he he was a real honest guy. Yeah, a real honest guy. Uh, and I really appreciate the fact that he got us out of our little box of oh, yeah. metal, you know. Yeah.
0: Were you did you did you take his music into consideration ever
1: earlier? Were you a fan? No, I wasn't. I know Cliff Burton was certainly a fan. Yeah. Velvet Underground. Oh yeah. Cliff liked a lot of a lot of crazy psycho stuff.
0: Yeah. Know? He seemed like a pretty special guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, man, I hope I did all right. You did awesome. Uh, I didn't ask you any questions, did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny cuz like some guys like yeah, I, I don't. I just like to have a conversation, you know. But like I had Neil Young in here, and uh, you know I, I was just wrestling with like you know what, do I, what am I going to start with? You know I, I like Neil Young, but you know you, when you have a musician over, you know especially at a certain age, you know you know those five records, right? But then there's right. fifty, yeah. And then you're like, what well, am I going to fucking do? Yeah. So like, I,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I love that
1: because I I I totally get you. Yeah. Yep.
0: But like I figure like, I got this little fifty eight fender deluxe amp here and i know he plays through things like that yeah. so i'm like i'm going to start with gear and we'll just open it up no will see where it goes and he gets in there, and i basically go like yeah it's a 58 deluxe i think you you play one of those and he looks over he goes like Nah, yeah, i don't know i guess and i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i guess well, I, I knew he like, knew he was he was doing that thing though he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna break him a little bit and then like something happened and it was like I don't know if it was an interview or what, but he was having a great time. And a lot of times with these things, people who are fans of people, it, you know, they already know everything. Mm. So it, if they can just hear the guy as the guy, yeah, they're like, "He, he Neil does Pilates." You know, like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the thing.
1: Really, he does. Yeah. He brought that up. Wow. How long you got sober? Uh, Fifteen. Wow. Days? No. Oh, geez. years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It feels good, right? Don't even joke about that. No, you yeah. can't, right? 15 years. Oh, it feels great. Good, It man. feels really good. Well, And uh, it's a daily daily thing. The daily reprieve. Absolutely.
0: One day at oh, a time. Yeah, good, man. And uh, again, like I, I love the new record, and I, I liked listening to the old records. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. See that? I think we covered some stuff. Found some commonality. Worked it out. Again, the new Metallica record. Hardwired Self-Destruct, available now. I'd like to thank James for coming by. It was fun. Uh, go to WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. Sorry, no guitar playing. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for my flap to take on the tip of my finger. Boomer lives!